This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. With a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. days of the western United States, unscrupulous traders sold the Indians whiskey. Under its influence, they raided, plundered, and killed. Whole communities were wiped out. The white settlers might have been driven from the territory if the masked rider of the plains had not struck at the root of the trouble. He captured the traders, brought them to justice, and stamped out their lawless traffic. It was the Lone Ranger who made it possible for Indian and white man to live side by side in peace. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! The Indians have struck at Pine Creek! We've got to hurry! I'll Silver! Away!
jagged lightning streaked across the evening sky. Rain fell in torrents and the wind howled across a desolate countryside. Since early afternoon, the Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, had fought their way through the storm. They reached the hill country shortly after nightfall, and now, by the fitful glare of the lightning, they could see the rocky trail rise steeply before them. Storm is getting worse, Kimosabe. Ah! And if the footing gets much more difficult, we'll have to dismount. We ride further. It gets better. How much further is that shelter you mentioned? Maybe it's three miles now. A cave? Not cave. Place where rocks make shelter. I see. I thought I saw something moving. What do you see? I don't know. Maybe it's wolf. With the head of us and up above a little. Wait until there's another flash of lightning. I may see it again. Ah. There. You see it? Now it looked to me like two people on foot. That's right. And they were running. Yes, there they are again. It's a man and a woman. Ah. Hello there. And not answer. They may not be able to hear me over the storm. Come, Tonto. We'll give them a hand. Uh, Watch out for the rocks. It's bad going here. Come on, Silver. Come up, Tonto. Careful, old fellow. See anything of them, Tonto? It's dark. We're heading in the right direction. The next flash will show them again. Uh, there they are. Hold on there. We won't harm you. Oh, Silver. Oh, oh. We saw you running. We thought you needed help. You ain't Don't hold, Grandpa. Who did you think we were? It's all business. You come from near... Who's that? Grandpa, it's gone. We gotta run. It sounds as though men are hunting you. This is none of your affair. Let us go. You can't get away from those men. You can only get to the top of the hill, then you'll have to give up. We'll take care of you. The law after you. That law. Don't tell anything, Grandpa. Into the saddle. Let us go. Those men are on foot. Tonto and I'll get you out of here. We'll find out the trouble afterwards. I said into the saddle. Not before it's too late. Then we'll ride double. You get in the saddle with Tonto. It's all we can do. Hurry. Give me a hand. Here. All right, Dan. Yes. Up this way, man. I think I see some horses. Come on, get the horse, scout. They're riding away. Where get the horses? In no horses could travel this country. Bring them down. Can't see them. What do we do now, boss? It don't matter if they did get away. They won't talk. Tell the fellas to get their horses at the bottom of the hill and head back for the ranch. All right, boss. Come on, Hank. over the treacherous footing, the Lone Ranger and Tonto continued until they came to the shelter Tonto had mentioned. It was shielded from the storm by a broad shelving rock formation. And as Tonto pointed it out, the masked man drew Silver to a halt. Oh, Silver, oh, oh, boy. Oh, 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 oh. This'll do for tonight. That man, the Indian, hold on. That doesn't matter. Tonto, huh? See if you can find some wood and start a fire. Uh, Tonto, do that. We ain't fancy yet for getting as clear of them fellas. Why were they after you? I'm sorry, we can't tell them. You can tell who they were? No, we can't. There's no use hiding who it was. I heard Ann mention the name of Scar. There's a rancher by the name of Scar Lathrop from the valley just below here. He's the man who was after you. We ain't talking. All Tonto and I wish to do is to help you if you're in trouble. Why should you wish to help us? Does there have to be a reason? Ain't nobody does anything for nothing. You're mistaken. You can't represent the law not wearing that mask. I'm on the side of the law, however. We don't know that. You'll have to take my word for it. Stranger, there's just one way you can help me and Ann here. Yes? And that's by forgetting what you've seen. Own about your own business like you never met up with us. I mean it. 
Just clean forget us. I believe I understand what's troubling you. You can't. You can You're help. afraid of Scar. And yet something's happened that makes you afraid to go to the law. Isn't that right? Please don't question us any further. Just take our word for what we say. You can't help us even if you wanted to. It could only make matters worse. If I knew your problem, I might agree with you. I'll be able to point out where you're mistaken. No. But as you refuse to tell me, I'll have to find out for myself. What are you aiming to do? I feel sure the man you mentioned is Scar Lathrop. Had reason to make inquiries about the people in this district. He's the only fellow called Scar that I've heard of around here. But, if it was Scar we rode away from, he's probably returned to his ranch by now. You ain't going there, are you? I am? No, please, you can't. This is our affair. If it was entirely your affair, I might listen to you. As I told you, I had my own reason for coming to this section. Investigating Scar Lathrop is part of my purpose. I'd have done that whether I'd met you or not. Oh, wait. If you learned about this... Hi, Scar. Dick? Uh, I didn't mean to mention you. Your name's Ann. Now I think I know who you are. You're Ann Barlow. And you're Jed Barlow. Dick must be your brother, Ann. He operates a wagon trading company to Oak Grove. Uh, how do you know about us? You started the company, Jed, and turned it over to your grandson about a year ago. Uh, that's who we are, all right. I know more about the people around here than you may realize, Jed. There's a chance that I know your trouble. You do? I'll tell you about that later. Father, you've got a good fire started. Is there plenty of fuel on hand? Uh, there's plenty more. Me pine wood under ledge. It not get wet there. Good. Jed, you and Ann can dry yourselves out here. Tato and I are riding. But, but we don't wish to, Jed. I'm afraid you haven't much choice. Oak Grove is a long trip on foot. The storm isn't letting up yet. But we... Stay here until we return, and we'll see you get home. I don't want you to leave until I've had another chance to talk to you. If I learn anything at Scar's place, you may be more willing to tell me the truth of this. You just keep out of this. I'm sorry, but it can't be done. Here, Silver. Call Scout, now. Here, Scout. Remember, don't leave this place. If you do, you won't get far without horses. We'll catch you again easily. Maybe, maybe the masked man's working for Scott. If he is, we're done for, Ann. But I'm not. Ready, fellow? Uh, me ready. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. Get him up. Scar Lathrop's ranch house nestled in the broad valley at the base of the hill where the masked man and Tonto had found shelter. Scar and his men had returned, unsaddled their mounts, then made their way through the mud of the yard to the house. Inside, Scar angrily slammed the door behind him. Blasted luck. Rip, it was you let that girl and the old man get away. I told you to keep an eye on them. Yeah, they sneaked out when you sent me over to the bunkhouse. And you shouldn't have left them alone without tying them. I suppose it's my fault because you had friends to help them, too. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder who it was they rode off with. If it was the law, it we... wasn't. We can't be sure. All right, what if it was? Not knowing what'll happen to the girl's brother, they ain't going to talk. the same. I'd like to know who they met up with. And so would I. But it ain't going to bother me. Rip. Yeah? Bring young Barlow out here. Now, if he's got away while we was gone, you better start making tracks. Don't worry. That fella couldn't have got loose. He better not. Go on out here. Untie me first. Yeah, just a second. Hurry it up. Wait a second. Wait a second. There. You're going to walk. Your hands are staying tied. Come on. Sir, who was that to head in here a while back? Jed and your sister. Why, you? But they got away. I'm glad of it. When they get here with the law, you fellas are going to be in a fix you won't be able to talk your way out of. They won't be going to the law. What makes you think they won't? They wouldn't want to see you hung for selling fire water to the engines, would they? Selling liquor to Redskins? Why, I never did. I got proof that says you had. That ain't so you couldn't have. No. Say, now I know what you meant when you mentioned that wagon you got hit over in the bottoms. It's got a load of liquor. I'll bet anything you... Why, you're the fellas that have been selling to the engines. (laughs) Maybe so. But you try and make trouble for me, and it's you the law's going to blame. How come? Never mind that. Didn't your sister Savvy's all right? I brought them here to tell them why they'd better keep their mouths closed. I was figuring on holding them till you came around to my way of looking at things. 
They're getting away, spy all that. But I still got a good way to persuade you. What are you getting at? You're in charge of old Jed's freight line, ain't you? Well, what if I am? Well, we need you in our business. Huh? You mean you want me to help sell to the Redskins? Yes, so. Dick, what we got to have is a way of getting the liquor here without being suspicious. We've been bringing it to the hills from the Volca. But that ain't going to do no more. The law down that way is getting suspicious of it. But I'm not going out of the way, Finnish. You got that freight line. Nobody ever suspicion you being in cahoots with a fella selling liquor. So from now on, that's how the liquor is coming here. In your wagon. Like fun it is. Uh, there's good cash for you, isn't it? Cash for what? For getting the Indians loco on rock gut whiskey? How was them settlers over by Pine Creek killed a couple of weeks ago? By red kids that have been drinking till they went clear crazy. And they wasn't the only killings on account of liquor. <laughs> Shucks. It ain't our fault that them Indians do, is it? Selling them liquors the same as murder, and you know it. Then you're figuring on turning us down, huh? You blame right I am. And as soon as I get loose from here, I'm telling the sheriff what I know. <laughs> yeah? And just what do you know? You've just admitted the business you're in. Uh-huh. But you go to the sheriff and tell him that, and we'll deny saying any such thing. The fact is, we'll show him where maybe you had reason to throw suspicion away from yourself. What's that? It kind of made you set up and take notice, didn't it? Oh, why would I be suspicious? It'd look mighty funny to the sheriff if he were to find a letter addressed to you from one of the big liquor companies in St. Louis, wouldn't it? Well, how could he? <laughs> well, the fact is, Hank here used your name the last time he wrote east. Hank used your name and gave the post office over to Avoca for your address. <laughs> so the liquor company wrote back thanking you for that big order you gave See, uh, you're not being known in a bunker made it easy for us. That's the lowest scheme I ever heard of. Well, maybe so, but it'll turn the trick. Where's that letter now? <laughs> a place where you won't know about till it's too late. Unless you get sensible and throw in with it. I'll never throw in with it. Someone's got the lamp out. It's up in through the window. You can't see nothing. Yeah, who's this? That's me. Let me go. You go out the door. I got him. Who's in it? Where's this? Right another lamp we'll see. Hurry up. I aim to find out just who that polecat is. <laughs> Curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! The Loot Crate video box was with kids today, huh? Wowzers! With crates starting as large as 11 dollars per month, those are box just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash Loot Crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash Loot Crate. Great Scott! Snap into a Loot Crate, dig You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story, young Dick Barlow is being threatened by the crooked rancher Scar Lathrop and his men. Suddenly, the lamp was shot out. Someone leaped into the room, and the group was thrown into confusion. 
Scar, firing at someone near the door, believed he had hit the intruder. Rip, hurriedly lighting another lamp, was the first to discover Scar's mistake. Hey, it was Hank, it will. Well, I'll be. Why couldn't you make sure where you were shooting? Gosh, Hank, I seen the door open and somebody over this way, and I'm just trying to stop him. That's right, Scar. Dick Scar, too. Hey, did you hear that? Silver. That's the name of one of the horses the kid and the girl got away on. Do I have the boys take after him? Yeah, what's the use? The time they saddle up, they never find the trail. Close that door, it's raining. Yeah. Why'd it kill me? How bad hit I? I don't know. It's, it's my leg. Yeah. Just a flesh wound. It ain't so bad. Easy enough for you to say. Ducks, I've been hit worse than that a dozen times. Get a bandage on that, and it shouldn't even keep you from walking. Well, what are we going to do about Dick? What about that fellow that took him away? Well, I'll finish with Dick. You mean we ain't going to use his freighters? Not a chance. Now that he's loose, the first thing he'll do is run to the sheriff. Yeah, he can't prove nothing. He knows that last wagon load of liquor is down the bottoms. we got to send Blackie and Lamb to move it. And hide it in the thickets near the marsh. Yeah. What time is it? Huh? What do you want to know the time? I said, what time is it? About ten. And we can still get to town before the sheriff's office closes. Going to town now? Yeah, and you're going along. We're still storming out. We're blazing with a little rain. Planted that letter from the liquor company like I told you, didn't you? Sure I did. Well, we're going to see that the sheriff finds out about it before Dick can get in his story. With him jailed, the law won't be watching things so close for a spell. We'll be able to run a few more loads through for the cleanup. Then lay low again till things are quieted down. Uh-huh. Now, do like I told you. Send Blackie and Lamb to move the wagon. Then you saddle up our horses again and bring them to the front. Jump, blast it! We got things to do, and they've got to be done in a hurry. In the meantime, with Silver carrying double for the second time that night... The Lone Ranger sent the powerful white stallion toward the shelter where he had left Ann Barlow and her grandfather, Jed. Oh, Silver. Oh, fellow. Oh, boy. He got away. Oh, the masked man's on it. <laughs> I wasn't sure you people would be here. Where would we go to? We'd be the rest of the night walking to town. Say, where's the engine that left with you? He'll be along presently. Sis, how did Scar get a hold of you and Grandpa? One of his men came to the house and said you sent for us. He said you'd been hurt and they were taking care of you. Scar's free. Yeah, then when I come home, I got the same kind of message saying you and Grandpa sent for me. But what I can't figure is why they kept us apart when they had all three of us at the house. They likely thought they could do more with you if you were separated. Together, you might be more willing to hold out against them. Uh, I suppose. You heard why they had me? Not much. Only enough to know that it had something to do with selling liquor to the Indians. That's conks. But, but now, that letter. Oh, golly, I near forgot. What letter? I didn't hear that. But they got a letter planted someplace to make it look like I was in on their crooked game. If the sheriff finds it, I'm finished. And so that's why you refuse to explain anything. You won't go to the sheriff, will you? Of course not. You see, we didn't know what to do. If you was a crook like the mask seemed to make you, then maybe you'd use any information you got to hold us up. You think I'm a crook? Well, I wouldn't be so ready to say so now as I would have been at first. I'm not. But you see, if you was on the side of the law, like you claim, then that'd be just as bad. Once the law sees that letter, Dick will be jailed for sure. If possible, we'll be able to prove that Scar is guilty of selling the liquor. Which same don't help me any. Proving them guilty don't prove I ain't. That's true. And now Scar will see that the sheriff finds that letter. I know he will. Why couldn't you have let us alone as we asked? What would you have done if I hadn't interfered? Well, I would. Would you have allowed Dick to give Scarney's gang the help they asked for? We certainly wouldn't have. Do you think I'd lay a hand in that kind of a dirty game? Don't you think I know what firewater touched the engine? Very well, then. If you had refused to help them, things would have been the same. They'd still use that letter against you. You're no worse off now than you were before. Your masked fellow's right. Well... You have no idea where the letter can be? Not a notion. It's probably been hidden in your home or your place of business. So when it's found, things will look worse for you. You have an office, haven't you? Sure. If you've ever been in Oak Grove, you've seen it. That means there's just one thing we can do. Yeah? We might take steps to keep Scar from getting in touch with the sheriff. If we could, there'd still be the danger that one day the letter would be found accidentally. Well, what do you think can be done? Let Scar tell the sheriff about the letter. Huh? But, but we can't. 
That's just what we're trying to stop. Well, we've got to know where the letter is in order to destroy it. It's up to one of us to be on hand when Scar and the sheriff meet. And then what? And then before the sheriff can actually see the letter, it must disappear. The sheriff's office is just one block from all. And only a little farther from our home. There would never be time. I think there's a way it can be done. Oh. It'll depend on Tonto. We've got to wait until he returns. We'll be along soon. He should be. I left him behind at Scar's place. Well, what was the idea of that? Scar and his men heard us right away. They'd have no reason to believe anyone stayed behind. Perhaps Santa will overhear information we can use. Say, that was a slick scheme. I've been wondering about something. Yes? You said you had a reason for being in this district. You seem to know a lot about the people here. I came here to put a stop to the very thing we've been discussing. Selling liquor to the engine? Yes. Sheriff and Avoca laid a trap for Scar. Scar got away without being recognized after killing two deputies. Sheriff believed that Scar fled in the other direction. I had an idea that he might have doubled back and come here. From what I'd been able to learn of the liquor traffic, it seemed to be centered in this district. Nobody around here ever suspected Scar. But things must have been getting tough for him. That's why he needed Dick to help. If he forced Dick to help just once, that's all Scar would have needed. Dick would have been too far involved to draw back after that. Somebody's coming now. It's probably Tonto. It's him, all right. Now we can go into action. Tonto reported the little he had been able to overhear at the ranch house, then, following the masked man's instructions, sent Scout swiftly towards Oak Grove. Oak Grove was also the destination of Scar and his henchman Rip. As they rode, the storm became less violent, and by the time their mounts clattered down Oak Grove's main street toward the office of the sheriff, the stars were shining, and the only sign of the recent rain was the water underfoot. That's still a light in the office, Scar. Sheriff in, all right. Yeah. You got your story straight now? Sure. See that you don't slip up on it. Here we are. Oh, there. Oh, oh, boy. Oh. Come on. I'm with you. Sheriff! Oh, evening, fellas. Something on your mind? Sheriff, uh, Rip here's got something to tell you. We figured you ought to know. Yeah? Go ahead and tell him, Rip. Sheriff, I was over to Avoca today, and I seen something that's given me a doggone good idea who the polecat is that's been selling the Redskins liquor. What was that? A letter young Dick Barlow called for at the post office. Dick Barlow? Yeah, a letter from a distillery down in St. Louis. But, but what would Dick be getting that kind of a letter for? And why would he get it at Avoca instead of here? Can't you make a guess? I could make one. But not without knowing something more about this. I ain't told it all yet. Well, go on. He dropped the letter and I picked it up. He got so excited when he seen me reaching for it that I wondered what he had to hide. So I gave the letter a quick look. And believe me or not, Sheriff, it was Rick thanking him for all the liquor he'd ordered. Uh, I don't get this. Don't you see it, Sheriff? Dick's the varmint that's been bringing liquor here for the engines. He's got a perfect setup with that freight line of his and all. And if that letter wasn't something he wanted to hide, why did he have it sent to Avoca? Where's that letter now? I'll have to see it myself before I'll believe it. Uh, sure, I know you'd say that, Sheriff. That's why I followed Dick back home. You followed him, you say? And seen where he hid that letter. I can show you where it is right now. Why didn't you come to me before with this? Uh, working for me like he does, Sheriff. Uh, Rip thought we ought to talk it over first. But just as soon as I heard about it, I said he would come right back to town to tell you. Gosh, it don't seem no ways possible that Dick could be mixed up in that kind of a low-down business. I'll show you the proof. Well, if the letter says what you claim, I reckon it'll be proof enough. You sure he can find it? I seen him slip it under a corner of their setting room rug. It's there, all right. He left the house right afterwards, and I'm doggone sure he ain't been back since. Come on, let's get right over there. Lead the way. Hey, that engine must have been just outside your window, Sheriff. And look, he's heading towards the Barlow place. Maybe he's watching for Dick. Hurry up. He's heard about that letter. He'll try to get it first. And we can't give him the chance to get rid of it.
with only a few seconds start on the sheriff, Scar and Rip burst into the Barlow house and hastily searched beneath the rug for the incriminating letter. The letter was gone when his pursuers entered. The sheriff ordered an intensive search, but nothing was found then. Blast it, Sheriff. That letter must be somewhere around. Redskin couldn't have swallowed it. Not in the time he had. Come on, Injun, talk. Where's that letter? What you do with it? Hunto, not know what you talk about. Don't give me that. I want to Take it easy, Rick. I'm in charge here. Doggone, he's got to know where that letter is. Uh Uh-huh. If there was one. If there was one? What do you mean by that? You think I lied about it? Now, quiet down. Let's figure this thing out. If there was a letter, like you said, there's only so many things could have happened to it. We've searched everywhere. That's what I'm getting at. We've already agreed the Indian didn't have time to swallow the letter. On top of that, he'd been searched from head to heel. And if he'd burnt the letter, there'd be sign of ashes around. But there ain't. And I don't think he had time enough for that, either. Yeah, if the letter ain't here, it ain't here, and that's all there is to it. But I'm willing to bet whatever you care to name that the engine knows what become of it. And, Sheriff, no matter what you say, we're going to make him talk. He don't look to me like the talking kind. Are you sure you looked all through that old desk over there? You sure did. Mm. How about that bow, that quirt full of arrows hanging on the wall? Shucks, I looked them over myself. Emptied all the arrows out and looked inside. Wasn't nothing there. Well, I can't think of any place else where maybe didn't look. You fellas can take it any way you like. But all I got to say is this. If the letter had been here, we'd have found it. We didn't. So it's likely never been here. That's a doggone Come on. Who's there? Here's a prison for you, Sheriff. The wagon load of contraband whiskey. A masked man, and he's got Blackie, Hank, and Lem. And Dick, with a sister and old Jed. Yeah, you rotten crooks. We're here with the goods on you. The whiskey. Sheriff, don't move. You. Oh. I warned you. Put those men under arrest, Sheriff. What's this all about? Things are happening too doggone fast around here for me. This wagon and the whiskey in it belong to Scar. We found Blackie and Lem moving into a grove of trees near the marsh beyond their place. They were trying to hide it. Is that the truth? And Jed and Dick are all witnesses. They were along when the capture was made. We returned to Scar's ranch house, picked up Hank, and went on to town. That's right, Sheriff. Then that explains it. Explains what? Why Scar and Rip came here with that fishy story of theirs. About Dick getting a letter proving he'd been buying whiskey. They was afraid and was trying to pin the blame on him. That might have been it. It isn't so. You can't prove anything against us. That's your wagon, ain't it? Yeah, but I tell you. And you come to me with that story you couldn't prove, didn't you? But listen, I'm done listening to you. Here's the whiskey. Here's witnesses whose word I'd take again yours any day in the week. And over there's the jailhouse where you're headed. You did as I told you, Tonto. He wrapped the letter around the shaft of an arrow and shot it from the window. Tonto, do that. Them not catch on. Good. And we'll pick it up on the way and see that it's burned. Steady, Silver. Hey, stranger. Oh, Silver.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. to the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hayo Silver, the Lone Ranger. After the Civil War, a new wave of emigration swept toward the West, and the government opened more and more land to homesteaders. This meant the passing of the open range. The ranchers felt that the homesteaders were forcing their way into country that should be reserved for cattle raising. There were many bitter disputes between the two factions, and the disputes might have developed into range wars if it had not been for the masked rider of the plains. Throughout this trying period of readjustment, he fought against misunderstanding and prejudice. He made both ranchers and farmers realize that there was room for everyone in the great new territory and that there could be no progress without peace. Return with us now, those thrilling days of yesteryear. An adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for Snake River Valley! Hail, Silver! Hooray! For months, hundreds of men had been engaged in the construction of a huge dam designed to control the floodwaters of the Snake River and divert them to the useful purpose of irrigation. At the time our story opens, it was shortly after dark and work for the day had ceased. Butler, the superintendent of construction, was seated alone in his office. He gave the impression of waiting for something, and when a soft rapping was heard at the window, he jumped nervously to his feet. Was that you, Flash? It's me. Let me in. Anyone around? Anyone see you come here? What do you take me for? Come on, hurry it up. Go around the side door. All right. Get in here before anyone comes along. You're mighty jumpy. I'm no fool. I guess short notice if we were seen together. I'll lock the door. 
All right. Sit down. What's the report? Everything's working out fine. The ranchers? <laughs> They're gathering right now over to Ed Green's place and mad enough to chaw nails. But will they attack the dam? What do you think? They're bunching up for to have a sociable. This thing's got to be timed just right. It will be. I got some of my boys with them now, keeping them stirred up. Just as soon as I can get word to them when the payroll's coming through, they'll know when to get them ranches on the move. I expect a stage with the payroll about six in the morning. Captain Stanford and his troopers have already left camp to meet you. Good enough. You have everything planned? Uh-huh. At the right time, the boys will see that the ranchers start their march on the dam. Then we'll let the soldiers know that the dam's in danger. The troopers won't have no choice. They'll have to ride to protect the dam. And just as soon as they do that, me and the rest of the bunch will hold up the stage. Now, how much do you figure the stage will be carrying? It's got two months' wages aboard. They couldn't get through last month because of the Indians. It'll amount to over $20,000. <laughs> and doggone nice little nest egg. Not worth going to jail for, though. If anything should go wrong... <laughs> Not a chance. You ain't let any of them ranches get in to see you, have you? No. But I've had a hard time dodging them. I'll be glad when this is over. I bet you will at that. <laughs> Wonder what them ranchers are going to say when they find out the government ain't planning on opening the valley to homesteaders after all. <laughs> They'll say plenty. But they can't claim I told them their range would be grabbed by nesters. You didn't have to. My boys seen to that. All you had to do was to stay out of the way so you couldn't deny it. The ranchers figure you've been dodging them because you didn't want to tell them the truth. <laughs> well, I don't. Only the truth in this case isn't what they think. Well, I got to hand it to you, Butler. You've done some slick scheming. We've done the only thing we could do. We had to find some way to get the soldiers to leave the stage unguarded. The only way that would be done was to stir up the ranchers to attack the dam and draw the soldiers away. And we couldn't arouse the cattlemen without convincing them that the completion of the dam would mean the loss of their ranches. Uh, the government does figure out turning the valley into farming country, though, don't it? Yes. But the valley will be apportioned among the ranchers first. Then they can sell their range to farmers and make a nice profit. Actually, the dam should make the cattlemen around here rich. <laughs> Let's hope they don't find it out. There's a couple of fellas doing their doggone us to smooth things over. You never told me that. Who? Well, I never said nothing because I don't know much about it myself. One of them's a redskin, and they say the other rides around wearing a mask. What have they been doing? Oh, just talking to the ranchers is all. But they ain't getting far. <laughs> we got the cattlemen believing the mask fellas representing homesteaders that aim to settle here. They'd better not spoil our plans. Well, they... Who's that? I don't know. Can't be one of my men. I told them I didn't want to be disturbed. Anybody in there? One moment, I'll be right with you. Clear out, Flash. Off that door you came in. Yeah. Hey, what's keeping you? Uh, one moment. Well, good evening. I was just finishing a report. Sorry to bother you. You Mr. Butler? I am. Pleased to meet you. My name's Matt McLeod. I'm a U.S. Marshal. How do you do? I noticed your badge. Something I can do for you? Oh, I'm just moseying around, asking questions is all. Yes? I'm sort of trailing a couple of fellas. I see. Wondered if you'd run across either one of them. I've heard they was both hanging around this district, and I'm trying to get a line on them. I'll be glad to help you in any way I can. Who are they? Well, one of them's an hombre called Flash Perry. Ever hear him? Mm, no, can't say that I have. Wanted, is he? You're doggone right he is. There's reward cash plenty on that sidewinder's head. Sorry I can't give you a lead. Uh, who's the other fellow? A masked man. You say masked? Uh-huh, that's right. Know of him? I've heard something recently. Does he travel alone? Nope, he's generally seen with an engine. Then that's the man. You've seen him, huh? No, I haven't. But you're right about him. He's in this district. I heard him mentioned. Where is he? That's something I don't know myself. But I can give you a tip. Yeah? He's been seen talking to the ranchers around here. What his game is, I don't know. But if you can want to catch that fellow marshal, I'd advise you keeping an eye on some of these cattle outfits. Thank you, Mr. Butler. I'll do that. Evening. Uh, wait, what's he wanted for? Doggone if I can tell you that, mister. All I know is that where that hombre's at, there's always trouble. And I aim to make him answer some questions. Well, goodbye to you. Goodbye, Marshal. 
So the masked man's on the wrong side of the law, eh? I wonder. Hey, Butler. What? You again, Flash? I thought I told you to clear out. I just stayed to hear what that marshal had to say, that's all. Well, he's looking for you. Uh-huh. So I heard him tell. But he ain't gonna catch me. <laughs> but maybe he can be fixed so he can catch the masked man. I had that in mind when I told the marshal where he might be found. I thought so. And I'll see to it that any of my boys get sight of him, the marshal will be tipped off. Where are you going now? Down to Ed Green's place where the ranchers are gathering. I'll let my boys know when the payroll is due. <laughs> and this time tomorrow, Butler, you and me are going to be $20,000 richer. The Lone Ranger had also heard of the gathering at Ed Green's place, and accompanied by Tonto, his faithful Indian companion, he rode toward the ranch. Tonto, we've got to stop those ranchers. Uh, they don't realize what they're doing. They attacked the dam. The soldiers are bound to defend it. And that means bloodshed. That's right. I wish I knew what was behind all this. What do you think? When work was begun on the dam, the government promised the ranchers they wouldn't lose by it. Uh-huh. I can't believe the government would go against its word. I suspect there's some other reason for this trouble. And what's that? That's just what we've got to find out. Oh. The government has changed its plans. Why doesn't Butler say something about it? Him not talk? He can't even be seen by the ranchers. Plainly, he's too busy to talk to them. Oh. I don't know what he'd have to gain by trouble. He has no investment in the valley. There, ranch. Look at the crowd gathered. Oh, plenty of color. They've made up their mind to some kind of action, Tonto. Uh, Pull up. I want to look things over first. Oh, scout. Move, Tonto. Move, Tonto. There must be almost a hundred men there. Uh, Try and make out the leader, Kimasabi. He's the man we want to talk to. Uh, there. That fellow out front may be... He seems to be making some kind of a speech. Isn't that Ed Green himself? That's what Tonto thinks. He owns the biggest outfit in the valley. Yes, I imagine he'd be the one to take the lead. Maybe better you not go there. Why not? There's plenty of danger. They can't refuse to listen to us. We're only doing this to save their lives. Mm, I'm not know that. Then we'll have to convince them. Let's go, Kimasabi. Get him up, Scout. Come on, Silver. Come on. They don't see us yet, Tonto. Uh. Now they see us. Yes. Go, Silver. Go, go, Ed Green. So you're back again. Green, I've got to talk to you. Green, put down your guns. You're going to listen to what I have to say. You're on the side of the homesteaders. Why should we listen to you? Because you're making a mistake. That's what you say. Don't try to interfere with us. We'll show you who's making a mistake. Quiet. Green, you seem to be the leader here. The boys asked me to take charge. What of it? And it's up to you to tell them to go back to their homes. To forget about attacking the dam. Why should we? You think the troopers will let you get away with this? Don't you realize there'll be lives lost, the lives of your friends? We ain't scared. But you have nothing to gain. The government isn't going to throw open your land to homesteaders. How do you know what the government's going to do? The government ain't asking a math man to speak for it. We decided what we're doing. You better clear out. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. If the government ain't going to homestead our range, why don't Butler come out and say so? Why does he keep dodging us all the time? Well, I don't know why. Well, we do. Because if we faced him, he'd have to admit we was being double-crossed. And I'll do something for you. What? If you postpone this attack, I'll get Butler. I'll drag him away from his camp if I have to. And I'll see that he answers any questions you wish to ask. Well, He's I... just calling for time, Bill. And I'll listen to him, Mr. Bluff. He's just figuring on getting time to warn the soldiers. Yeah, I'll see... That's a moment. The marshal... Give me trouble. And we've got to get away. We can't wait to answer his questions now. We're leaving, men. But I'm warning you now. We're going to find a way to stop an attack on the dam. Come on, Get him up, scout. You're too late, Marshal. You'll never run down them horses those fellas are riding. Blast them, just missed again. Every doggone time I think I got him, I ain't. Later that night, Flash Perry and part of his gang had taken a position beside the trail over which the stagecoach would travel on its way to the construction camp. The outlaws had dismounted and were listening to the last-minute instructions of their leader. Fred, you're taking care of the horses that'll pack the cash, ain't you? Right. Well, don't you worry, then, about nothing else. 
You'll see that you transfer that payroll to the horses as fast as you can. Leave it to me, Flash. How about the getaway, boss? What do you mean? Well, we ain't going to head for the place we've been camping, nope. are we? We're riding for Bear Canyon. And if the soldiers do take up our tail, we can hold them off as long as we're a minder. Wonder if them troopers will believe Bart. They'll believe him, all right. They know there's been trouble brewing. This won't surprise them none. Bart ought to be meeting up with him about now, shouldn't he? Well, let's see. I figure the stage ought to be just about by the bridge now. Bart left here five minutes back. Yep, he ought to beat you to the bridge by this time. Funny we ain't heard nothing. Shucks, he's got to have time to tell his story, don't he? First, he'll have to stop the stage and the soldiers. Then he'll have to tell them the rangers are riding for the dam. They'll maybe talk it over for a minute or so, but they'll clear out. And how'll we know it when they do? Just listen for their bugle, that'll tell you. We close enough to the bridge to hear it? Sure. I'm all gone, Miss Whitten. I'm getting kind of jumping myself. Wonder if the rest of the boys got them cattlemen started for the dam all right. <laughs> from what they was telling me, it wasn't getting him started that was hard. It was keeping him from busting loose too soon. Well, here's hoping them fool ranchers keep the soldiers so doggone busy they'll forget all about us. Hey, uh, listen. The troopers. Mark done it. The soldiers are leaving the stage. It's worked out just right, boys. Coming just the way you wanted it to, Flash. Them soldiers will cut over to the west. It's time to move out now. Let's get started. Come on, mount up. This will be the biggest cleanup we ever made. It's worth a fortune to every one of us. Now ride hard. If anyone interferes, shoot to kill. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. When the soldiers escorting the stage which carried the payroll were drawn off with the threat of an attack upon the dam, Flash and his men raced down the trail to seize the payroll for themselves. The heavy stage soon came into sight, thundering toward them, and Flash shouted a command. Pull up! Block the road! Hold your guns ready! Oh, 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 oh. There she comes! Another soldier with it! Nobody put the driver on! Fire some water shots so the army will know we mean business. Pull up and get drilled. Train up them horses. Hold steady, boys. It's a holdup. Red, get busy. Right. Get the cash. Get away from there. Well, it doesn't do your one, mister. If you aim to stay healthy, take it easy. You can't get away with this. Wait and see. Are you coming, Red? This won't take long. Where are the soldiers here about this? They'll clean out the whole bunch of you. Yeah? yeah? Well, they're likely to find things too blame hot for them over the dam for a while to bother us none. You poor cats. What in your lip, mister? And don't keep edging over towards that shotgun there beside you. Yeah. You're Flash Perry. This is Perry's gang. Think you'll recollect us? You bet I will. And the next time we meet up, just recollect we're pising the folks are getting our way and get rambunctious. The horses are loaded, Flash. Caught every last dollar. Then let's get on our way. Come on, fellas, to Bear Canyon. Get up there. Yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. pay them, Barman. You rotten crooks. You'll pay for this when I get word to the soldiers. Just wait and see if you don't. Get along there. Get up there. Get up. Get along Whipping up his horses, the stage driver set his stage towards the construction camp at top speed. The soldiers under the command of Captain Stanford were drawn up in a line to protect the dam against the expected attack of the ranchers. And the stage did not slow down until the driver sighted Captain Stanford himself. Captain! Captain! Oh, there! Oh, oh boy! Oh! 
That's the honest fact, sir. It wasn't five minutes after you fellows left me that I was held up. No. It was Flash Flash Perry's gang. Took every last penny. Over $20,000. Flash Perry, huh? You gotta get after them. But we can't. I heard them say they were heading for Bear Canyon. Get your men and teach them skunks what fur. But I can't. Huh? Why can't you? We can't leave the dam. We've got to hold it against the ranchers. You mean to say you're going to let them thieving varmints get away with this? What else can I do? Oh, look here. Yes? I was just wondering. Looks mighty funny to me. You're told there's going to be trouble... So you light out, leaving the stage without no guard. Then right afterwards, the stage is robbed. That's too doggone pat just to be accidental. What do you mean? Don't you see it? I'm betting the whole thing was a put-up job so the coast would be clear for them crooks. I'm betting the ranchers ain't going to make trouble at all. You're wrong. We've had several other reports since reaching camp. We know for a fact that cattlemen intend to attack. Between the safety of the dam and the return of the cash, I have no choice. The dam is worth far more than the amount of the payroll. Well, I suppose that's the way it's got to be. But I hate like poison to see them crooks get away with a stunt like this. It's worse if the cash came out of my own pocket. I'm sorry, but... Captain, nothing... Who are you? Masked man. No, you. Move a call out. Your men can't see us behind the stage here. But if you call for them, I'll just have to take you with me. What do you want? I've been waiting for the chance to talk with you. While I waited, I heard this man here tell about the holdup. I bet you was one of them crooks. Were any of them wearing masks? No, then but... Why would I wear a mask now if I'd been with them? Why would I come here at all? Well, I don't know, but... But you got some reason. I have. Captain, the ranchers met at Ed Green's place tonight. Well, what about it? I happen to know they plan to ride here as you expect. But they won't be here for another hour at least. Perhaps not for two hours. How do you know that? I heard them discussing their plans. What's all this to you? That margin of time means that you can go after Flash Perry. The driver said they were heading for Bear Canyon. They are. I heard them say it. Bear Canyon isn't far from here. You know what the place is like? I do. Well, then you should know that I couldn't hope to capture them inside an hour. Not even within two hours. If they have supplies enough with them, they could hold off my men for a week. The canyon's a natural fortress. I know that, too. Well, then. But sometimes what you can't gain by force, you can by trickery. Trickery? If I tell you a way that you can capture those men and still return before the ranchers get here, will you follow it? Why are you so concerned? What have you got to gain by this? I simply want to see justice done. That's strange talk. And I'm not here just for talk. We're wasting time. Do you agree or don't you? Stranger, $20,000 is a lot of money. You may be up to some scheme of your own. I don't know. But if you can convince me that gang can be captured within two hours in a place like Bear Canyon, then I'll try your plan. While the masked man was outlining his proposal to Captain Stanford, the outlaws were making their positions secure in Bear Canyon. Flash assigned men to various posts overlooking the entrance. And when he had finished, it would have taken a full company to force its way inside. Almost an hour went by, however, with no sign of the soldiers, and Flash considered the advisability of moving on. Well, fellas, it looks as though everything went according to plan. I reckon we didn't have to come here after all. Think we ought to get going? I don't see why not. So long as we're sure there ain't nobody chasing after us, it'd be safe enough to take the hill trail. We could be beyond the hills and safe way by morning. How about Butler's share of the cash? When are you going to give it to him? That was all fixed. He knows he was coming here. I told him we'd hide his share behind them rocks over by the cottonwoods there, and he could come and get it whenever he had the chance. Uh-huh. That way I don't have to take the chance of going back to the construction camp. Well, will we get going? Well, tell it. Wait a minute. Wait! Hey, wait! The soldiers, come here! Come on, fellas, grab your guns! Where you see them, Wolf? Oh, he's right. He's There they are. All right, boys, they're in gunshot. Give it to them! Hey, Mr. did you think of it, boss? Our shots are falling short. That don't matter. Just be fine. There's no we can't be right. They pulled up. Yeah, it won't take them long to figure out. They might just as well turn around and go back. 
They can't get in here at once or something. Just keep cool, fellas. We're safe enough. Wonder what happened to the ranchers. You figured they changed the mines and didn't try to bust down the dam? I thought there wasn't going to be no stopping. It don't matter what happened to them. We're still safe enough. Wait, what in the... What's going on up there? Who are the mother fellas riding towards the soldiers? I don't know. Wait and see what they're up to. Maybe it's help for the soldiers. Not by a plane sight. Look at that. Well, I'll be... The second bunch is right the soldiers. Yeah, and they got the soldiers outnumbered two to one. That's a doggone funny thing. They can't be a bunch of ranchers attacking the troopers, can it? Why would the ranchers do that? They ain't looking for trouble with the soldiers. All they're after is to bust up the dam. Yeah, whoever they are, they're on our side. That's plain to be seen. I got it. Huh? The rest of our bunch, the boys that you had planted among the ranchers. I'll bet they found out that the soldiers was coming after us and got a gang to help us out. Reb, I'll bet that's it. And what's more, take a look now. They got the soldiers on the run. Them troopers are clearing out. And another bunch is right now, eh? Don't fire them, boys. Let them come in. They just done us a good turn. Here they come. And we won't have to stay pinned up here after all. Howdy, gents. <laughs> Welcome to Bear Canyon. <laughs> In the absence of the soldiers, the Lone Ranger and Tonto stayed behind at the dam. They had hoped for the return of Captain Stanford before the arrival of the ranchers. But less than two hours after the soldiers' departure, the sound of thundering hoofs and the shouts of scores of men announced that the ranchers were coming. The masked man, standing beside Silver, turned suddenly to his faithful Indian companion. The ranchers are heading for the dam, Tonto. The soldiers aren't here to stop them. Something isn't done. That dam will be destroyed. And what we do? I think I saw Butler a few moments ago. He was heading for that frame building over there. That's where his office is. Uh-huh. You go after him. Get him somehow. Uh-huh. Time to do that, Eddie Silver. Uh-huh. I'm going to meet the cattlemen and try and delay them. Bring Butler there just as fast as you can. Uh-huh. Now hurry. Get him up, scout. room boy. I don't know those ranchers will listen to us again or not. But we're going to do our best. Come on, old fellow. Wait, Ben. Hold on. Close over. 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 Out of the way, Master Man. You ain't stopping us this time. We're gonna blow the dam up. Oh, stop for that flash, fella. Come on, we got work to do. Just make a move. I've got the leader covered. Take another step forward and I'll fire. You can't hold out against us. You might just as well stand clear and let us get on about our business. The last time we met, I made you a promise. You made Silence. Me. I said that I'd get Butler and make him tell you the truth about what will happen to your range when the dam is completed. Now, where is he? Stop hiding out on us. He's scared to tell the truth. Oh, Look over there. A redskin riding this way. Yes. And that Butler, he's holding across his saddle. This way, Tano. Good work. Hold on, Let me go. Hold on. What's the meaning of this? What right you These are the men you've been dodging. They've been told that when the dam is completed, the valley's going to be thrown open to homesteaders by the government. Their ranches taken from them. Now, tell them the truth. I won't the say. The truth and hurry it up. You can't make me Your talk. refusal to talk will be taken to mean that the stories these men have heard are true. Are you willing to take the responsibility for that? Flash your butler. Talk up or we'll find a way to make you. What, what do you want me to say? Is the valley going to be open to homesteaders or isn't it? It, it isn't. I never said it was. You can't say I did. But you let the ranchers believe it was when you knew what it meant to them. You hear that, man? The valley ain't going to be homesteaded. The range is going to stay ours just like the government promised. The soldiers! Who are the fellas they got with them? What's going on here? The trouble's over, Captain. The man's fellas right, Captain. We thought I had the wrong notion about things. I reckon we'll be heading home peaceable now. I see you've got Flash Perry, Captain. The entire gang. You wouldn't have got us unless you tricked us. You know, blame well you wouldn't have. Who are these fellas? They held up the stage and stole the payroll. And it wouldn't surprise me if you'd find they'd been working with the men who started the stories about the valley being homesteaded. What do you mean he was caught by a trick? Well, that was a masked man's suggestion. Flash had holed up in Bear Canyon. We made him think he was being rescued by friends. And when the friends were admitted to the canyon, he discovered they were soldiers in civilian clothes. You're mistaken, Captain. That was Butler's suggestion. And as it worked, Butler should get the reward for the gang's capture. What, no, man? I never Why said deny I... it, Butler? Did that poke hat double cross us? Why, the dirty Don't believe Flash. It wasn't me. I didn't... You figured you'd get the payroll and the reward money, too, eh? Well, you won't get away with it. 
Captain, the whole thing with Butler's scheme. It was him that planned it from first to last. The rotten skunk. He deserves jail as much as we do. I didn't turn you in, Flash. Just the trick of the masked man's to get me in wrong. Now you've spilled everything. Oh, you're behind this, Butler. You're under arrest. Come on, boys. Take him away. Right. Oh, you're back. Oh, That's an accident there. Hold him, Butler. Hold him for questioning. The marshal again, Tom. Stranger, you're going to tell me why you're all around with this trouble. Looks plain suspicious. Come on, Come on. up. Scout, wait. Stay still, Blaster. <laughs> it's just like you said, Marshal. Every time you think you got that masked fella, you ain't. <laughs> Get him. Get him, Marshal. He's getting away. Again. Now, ain't that the limit? I never in my life missed as wide as that. <laughs> you let him get away. Clean away. Check to see my bullets hit the dirt 20 feet away from him. Knowing you as I do, Marshal, it wouldn't surprise me if you was aiming for right where them bullets hit. <laughs> ain't a man can prove it, though. just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. 
Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high-yo silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, fought crime and criminals throughout the early western United States. No outlaw could match his courage or his cleverness, and in time his great fight for justice ended in victory. Law and order reigned on the frontier. The winning of the West was made possible. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading west to Hillsboro! A well-dressed but hard-faced man in his middle forties was seated at a corner table in the cafe at Grove Center. He looked up as two rough-looking cowhands walked toward him. Then he pointed to the empty chairs at his table and... Sit down. Sure, Mr. King. Thank you. You buying the drinks? You're not drinking now. We've got other things on hand. Well, what did you find out? It was Jerry, all right. We got the fellow that gave him a lift into town to describe him. He fitted the young to a tee. Well, now we know he got this far for sure. Well, was he here? Nope. Must have kept right on going. Maybe he kept on heading west. Confound it. We've trailed that kid for 200 miles and haven't caught up with him yet. But we're getting closer, Mr. King. He must have left this town just this morning. It won't be long now till we get our hands on him. You'd better find him before he gets up the nerve to tell what he knows or it'll be all our necks. You know for sure he's seen us toss his paw out of the saddle over that cliff. Of course I know it. <laughs> Got at him with that bullwhip of yours, eh? Enough to make him talk. And enough after that to make sure he didn't talk to anyone else. We should have finished the kid off along with his old man. I told you so at the time. And have two accidents to explain? Don't be a fool. 
The law was suspicious enough about the first. But with the kid knowing what he does, it's like having a loaded gun pointed at your head all the time. I tell you, he won't talk. I hope you're right. Look here. I've got that kid so scared of me, he jumps every time I speak to him. And it takes time for a scare like that to wear off. Our job is to get him back before he decides he's safe from us. Do that, and we've got nothing to worry about. Maybe so. Later on, perhaps, we can see that an accident happens to him. In the meantime, what difference does it make? The ranch belongs to Jerry, but I'm his uncle and his guardian until he comes of age. There's nothing in Texas to keep me from helping myself to any part of the estate I want. You've got to give an accountant. Not until the kid's 21. Well, what do we do now? We'll stay here for a while. There's no use leaving town until we find out which way he went from here. There's an empty cabin over on the south side of town. Why don't you make arrangements for us to bunk there as long as we're staying on? That'd be better than staying at the hotel where we couldn't talk free. Who does it belong to? The storekeeper, I think. And I'll see him about it. In the meantime, both of you get busy. Pick up that kid's trail. Yeah, you'll leave it to us. But be careful how you ask questions. I don't want anyone to know what we're after. That makes it kind of hard, boss. You want the law asking us why we didn't get help finding the kid? Well, like you said, you're his guardian, ain't you? Who's got a better right to hunt him out when he runs away from home? That's not the point. The law took a hand and should happen to find Jerry first if he questions ask. How do we know the kid wouldn't get up the nerve to tell the law why he skipped out? The boss is right, Dale. Yeah, I reckon. All right, get along. Abe, you start for Hillsboro. See if you can find any trace that way. Right. You can head for Harvey, Dale. <laughs> I want this whole district covered in every direction. We've got to find that boy. It was after dark that same day that the Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, were riding toward Hillsboro, a small village not far from Grove Center. A full moon shining overhead made the countryside almost as bright as day, and as they neared a small cottage, the masked man gave a low order. Pull up, Tonto. Who's the Oh, Look beside that window, Tonto. Why, you look like boy. That's young Widow Martin's place. She has no children. Not right. Stay with the horses. I'm going to see what the youngster is doing there. Oh, uh, me. Wait. Yeah. Hello, young fellow. Oh, oh gee. Here, stand still. Don't, don't hit me. I won't hurt you. What are you doing here? Nothing. I'll keep going. I, I didn't mean any harm. You live in Hillsborough? No. Where then? Your mask. I don't have to tell you. Please let me go. Wait, let me have a look at you. Those shoes you're wearing. They're just about worn through. Isn't that a pretty thin coat to be wearing for this time of the year, young fellow? It, it's all I've got. What's your name? Jerry. Jerry what? That's all. You must have another name, too. See if you can't remember. What's your father's name? Pa. Pa ain't living. You haven't told me your full name yet. I, I don't have to. I, I'll be moving on now. You can't go far on foot. How long has it been since you've had a meal? Two days. Run away from home? Just leave me be. I think we'll go inside and talk to Mrs. Martin. If you're from around here, she'll know it. Maybe we can get you a square meal. How would you like that? Uh, I'm awful hungry. Come along, then. Are you an outlaw? No, Jerry. Is that the name of the lady that lives here? Mrs. Martin? Yes, and I think you'll like her. She's well-spoken of around here. Oh. Oh, Matt. Don't be alarmed, Mrs. Martin. I found this youngster outside your place. It looks like he's been having a bad time of it. Do you know him? Why, why no. May we come in? That mask. Doesn't mean what you think it does. I... I suppose it's all right. Come in. Thank you. Come on, Jerry. You found the boy outside? Yes. I'd hoped you'd recognize him. I've never seen him before. What does he say? The boy's refused to tell anything beyond the fact his first name is Jerry. Jerry, what's the trouble? We'd like to be your friends. Come on now. Tell us your full name and what you're doing here. No. You mustn't be stubborn, Jerry. I, 
I don't have to tell you. No, of course you don't. It's just that if we knew them, perhaps we could help you in some way. Don't you see? If if I told you, then, then he'd find out. Who would? I won't tell you. I won't. There now, Jerry. It's all right. Here, let me have that coat of yours. It looks as though you've been rolling in the mud. <gasps> Jerry, what's the matter? Well, I just touched his back. Perhaps he's hurt himself some way. Here, off with that coat now. Let's have a look at you. I, it's nothing. Don't argue. There. Now your shirt. Please don't. If you've hurt yourself, Jerry, you want the hurt to be fixed, don't you? I, I told you it wasn't anything. Look at that. <gasps> Those marks. Jerry, how did these marks get on your back? He did it. Who? No, no, if I told him and he found out, he, he'd hit me again. Please. Merciful heavens, who'd hit a child like that? Those are the marks of a whip. Jerry, you've got to tell us who did this. You're safe now. Don't you realize that? We're taking care of you. He can't harm you anymore. No. No, leave me be. The poor lad. It won't do any good to question him now, I'm afraid. Whoever's responsible for this has terrorized the boy. I, I'd just like to get my hands on the beast. I wonder if you'd do me a favor. Yes? Jerry can't be permitted to wander around homeless. I could take him to my camp, but I think your home would be a better place for him. You mean you'd like me to keep him? I know things have been difficult for you, Mrs. Martin, but if you could find it possible... Well, of course he can stay here. I wouldn't think of anything else. Jerry, would you like that? You wouldn't run away again, would you? No, ma'am. Then it's settled. Good. And there's another thing. Yes? It may be that you'll be able to win the boy's confidence enough so that he'll be able to tell you about himself. I'll try. But in the event he won't, Tonto and I will try to learn who he is. Tonto? An Indian friend of mine. He's waiting for me outside. I see. Until we do learn more about Jerry, I think it would be best to keep his presence here a secret. Not let anyone know? It's obvious the boy's running away from someone. It's possible that that person is searching for Jerry. If it's the same person who put those marks on his back, he shouldn't be allowed to know where Jerry is until we investigate. Of course, I didn't understand. Do you think you can keep it secret? I have very few visitors. I'm sure I can. Very well. Mr. Martin, your husband didn't leave you very well off, did he? Jim wasn't to blame. I know. I've heard the story. Your husband died before he had a chance to establish himself. Yes. What I'm getting at is this. It won't be easy for you to assume the burden of caring for this boy. Till we know what should be done with Jerry, I'd like to help. We... We'll make out. The supplies on your shelves are low, I see. I don't suppose you'd accept money. Oh, no. You can't refuse to accept some help. I found Jerry. He's really my responsibility, not yours. But I couldn't. Tonto and I are going into town after supplies. While we're there, we'll purchase enough to take care of the boy, too. And then we'll learn why Jerry won't tell us about himself. Almost a week passed. King, Jerry's guardian, had directed the search for the boy from Grove Center, where he had established his headquarters. But as time went by with no clue to Jerry's whereabouts, his impatience increased. One evening, Dell entered the cabin and... They sure covered ground today, boss. Well, we never had no luck. Blasted off. That kid didn't fly away. Someone must have seen him. If they did, wasn't nobody I've met up with yet. When we came here, we were right behind him. Now, for all we know, he may be in the next state. Confound it, you can't tell me a youngster that age could wander around the countryside by himself without being noticed. You're pulling down the job, and I want results. Do you hear me? Results? Oh, come on, we've been doing all we can. I've talked to folks in a half a dozen towns. I've stopped at every ranch house and every blame cabin and hut for 50 miles around. Why, today, I even started asking questions of crooks. Crooks? Yeah, masked hombre and a redskin. I'm telling you, Mr. King, me and Abe ain't overlooked a bit. Where is Abe? Why hasn't he reported yet? I've seen him this noon. He says he's going to have another look around Hillsborough. Said he might not get back a little late. What'd he go there for? He's been there twice already. Oh, I know he is. What told me? A fool wasting his time. Anything else you want me to do now, boss? There ain't. I thought maybe I'd drop down by the cafe. What are they saying there? Wondering what we're doing, are they? Not particular. The folks is mind their own business. We can't stay here much longer without giving a reason. We can't move on until we know in what direction to go. Well, go on. I won't need you any more tonight. Thanks, boss. I've... 
got to lay my hands on that kid. If he ever talks to the law... Well, no use worrying about that, I guess. Time enough for that later. Why in blazes doesn't Abe get here? I'll tell him a thing or two for wasting all that time and he'll... That you, Abe? Oh, Master. Sit still, King. What the... Keep your hands above the table. Reach for that gun and I'll blast it out of your hand. What do you want? I followed one of your men here. Huh? Man I met today on the trail. From what he said, I gathered you've been searching for someone. Aye, aye. A young boy. Did Dell tell you that? Did you expect a fellow like that to ask questions without giving his purpose away? That loose-mouthed idiot. Never mind that. King, I know where that boy is. You do? Where? Not so fast. We alone? Is there anyone around who might hear us? There's no one here. Very well. First, why are you looking for the boy? I'm his guardian. He's run away from home. Are you sure you want to find him? What do you mean by that? Remember, I've met him. I've seen certain things. What things? For instance, the marks of a whip. I don't know what you my guns might be for hire. This is ridiculous. I don't want to... Don't try to smooth things over. I know you're kind. You haven't been keeping this hunt covered up for no reason. But I tell you... I'm wondering if you wouldn't prefer to find the boy dead. You mean... I think we understand each other. You'll have to give me time. I'll have to talk it over. We'll talk nothing over. But you and I'll meet again. Wait. I didn't say I was turning down your proposition. I made no proposition. You've told me enough. You'll never find Jerry if I can help it. No, no, wait. Hey, come on back here. Right away. I've got to find that fellow. Get him back. Hey, where in places have you been? Look, boss. Never mind. Don't stop to explain now. Get back in the saddle. That fellow just left here. He knows where Jerry is. Get him and bring him back. He said he knew where the young one was. Yes, yes, right. <laughs> don't stand there laughing, you fool. Didn't you hear my orders? Boss, that fellow don't know a blame thing. I found the kid and the widow woman you're staying with this afternoon. And I got them tied up outside right now. You have? But you got to back me up if I get in trouble, boss. Trouble? Yeah. The redskin tried to stop me and I had to hit him over the head. Maybe I hit him too hard. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! The Loot Crate DX collectible box! What's with kids today, huh? Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are boxes just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash Loot Crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash Loot Crate. Great Scott! Snap into a Loot Crate, dig You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. The Lone Ranger, racing away from Grove Center, headed Silver for the place where Tonto had been told to meet him. 
When he reined in, however, there was no sign of the faithful Indian. Pull, Silver. Pull, boy. Silver. Father wasn't here, Silver. What's keeping him? He should have reached here first. He left some sign if he'd been here. Old fellow, we're heading on for Hillsborough. We may meet Tonto on the way. Come on, Silver. Hail, Silver. The masked man, thundering toward Mrs. Martin's cottage, did not know that he was riding away from the young widow. At that moment, while the frightened boy watched with wide open eyes, and Abe looked on with a grin, he was bravely confronting the man named King. You beast. I know the whole thing now. Jerry's told me the whole story. How you killed his father, beat him to keep him from talking, made his life so miserable he had to run away. If I were only a man, I'd take a whip to you just like you did to that poor boy. That does it. Abe. Yeah, boss? This woman's mouth has got to be closed. She knows to blame you. You wouldn't dare. You kept after the kid he talked, eh? You got on the good side of him, sneaked it out of him, did you? Now, you see what good it does you. What do you aim to do, boss? Anybody see you bring her here? Of course not. I don't take chances. How about a Hillsborough? Were you seen there? Just by the engine. You said you finished him. Well, I think I did, boss. I hit him an awful whack over the head. If he lived... Even so, what's there to worry about? His word ain't good for anything against a white man's. It's just these two here, the kid and the female. I'll take care of Jerry. Yeah? And you'll see that the woman doesn't talk. How? A bullet will do it. No, no. Forever. All right, get away, will you? You, you can't. No, let me go. No. Let me go, you beast. He's a wildcat, boss. I've never seen a wildcat yet. Lead wouldn't say. Dangerous. You said you weren't seen. We're clear not anyhow. No one knows who we are or where we came from. There'll be questions. And we won't be here to answer them. Now, get going. Get her out of here. Where to? Wherever a shot won't be heard. On your way. Right. Come on. Come on. Come on. There. Well, Jerry, so you ran away from me, did you? Please, don't hit me. Please. You didn't like it on the ranch. No. You didn't like the whip, eh? Well, don't whip me again. <laughs> so Please, you remember. Yeah, see this whip? Recognize it? No, no, don't hit me. <laughs> I brought it along just thinking it might come in handy again one of these days. Don't whip me, please. You snivel and Watch. Watch the leg of that table. See that? Remember how that whip fell on your back? Please. Oh, please. If you don't want no. to know all the same, just keep this in mind. One word of what's happened here or any place else. Now wrap this whip around you till you wish you were dead. No. Understand? That you're sorry you were ever born. There. Remember. As he neared Hillsboro without having yet caught sight of Tonto, the masked man's anxiety increased. Finally, he reined in before the widow's cottage. Oh, Silver. Oh, oh boy. No lights inside, and the door left open. Tonto, Mrs. Martin, are you here, Jerry? The table, no chairs. I'm in a fight here. Jerry slept in this room. No one here. Tonto, Mrs. Martin, Jerry! The lamp. Here. Someone was hit. That's stained. What was it? Maybe then. That's you, Tonto. Where have you been? That's one of them, Sheriff. We got you, mister. Put your hands to What's that for? You're under arrest. Watch the skunk, deputy. You bet we will. I demand to know what this arrest is for. Don't try to talk your way out of it. Take a look around you. You savvy what fur well enough. You didn't think anybody heard you when you was here before, did you? We got you dead to rights. Job Simons heard the widow yell and come hunting us up. We figured we'd have to trail you. But this just saved us the trouble. Sheriff, how long ago did Job hear, Mrs. Martin? Oh, two hours, I reckon. We was out of town. It took him a while to find us. What's that to you? He's likely trying to figure out a way to alibi himself, Sheriff. Well, it won't do him no good. You're making a mistake. Wait a minute. Someone else is responsible for this, and I, I know who. Slip out of it, huh? 
Who do you say is responsible? A man by the name of King. If he didn't do it himself, he had it done. Ah, you're just... What motive would I have? Robbery, of course. Mrs. Martin had no money. Why would I steal from her? Oh, you didn't know she was bad off till you searched the place. Sheriff, I came here looking for a friend of mine. I haven't been in this neighborhood for two days. You got proof of that? No, but I have proof of something else. Look there, the stains on the floor. Someone was hurt and hurt badly. If there was, you'll hang for it. I came here to meet Tonto. He's an Indian friend of mine. And, Sheriff, I'm positive he was the one who was injured. Go on, you said you could prove it. He's either injured or killed. Or Mrs. Martin would never have been taken. What kind of proof do you call that? Perhaps it doesn't convince you, but it's enough for me. Sheriff, while you're standing here wasting your time, Mrs. Martin and the boy are in danger. Huh? What boy? There's been a boy in the cottage here for the past week. That's the reason for this attack. King has been after the boy, and now he's got him. Sheriff, that shows he's lying. There ain't been no young in here. If there had been, we'd have known it. I ain't arguing no more, stranger. Raise your hand. No, you can take off that mask first. We'll see what you look like. My friend has been injured, Sheriff. That don't make You're no difference. You're not going to stop me from learning what's happened to him. Here, Silver, ask them. Busted the lamp. You can't see. And here comes that horse of his. Watch out. Watch out. He don't plan. Ask them all. Ask them all. that only King would have a reason to kidnap the widow and the boy. Therefore, it was toward Grove Center that he directed Silver's flying hoofs. He wanted the law on hand, however, when he confronted King and held the great stallion to a pace that permitted the lawmen to keep him in sight. King had not yet left his cabin. With Dell and Jerry, he waited for Abe to return and... Why in thunder doesn't Abe get back? You can't blame him for playing it safe, can you? Playing it safe? He's had time enough to take that woman where no one could hear a cannon fired. Well, Abe knows what he's doing. Yes, and he knows the sooner we leave here, the better. Shucks, there ain't no use getting head up. Nothing could have gone wrong. They're better not. The widow couldn't have broken loose. Even she did. Abe had a horse and she didn't. She wouldn't have got far. Well, I suppose. See, there's Abe now. There wasn't nothing to worry about at all. Then grab the kids. We'll be on our way. Yeah. What's it? It's me, King. You, you're the fellow I met up with on the trail today. And I met your boss before, too. King, what's happened to... There you are, Jerry. Yes, sir. Jerry, what's happened to Toddle and Mrs. Martin? Where are they? Hurry, Jerry, talk. <laughs> the kid isn't talking. Jerry, you've got to tell me what happened. <laughs> Shut up. Just one word out of you and end what? Take your hands off me. The boy's too frightened to talk. You'll talk and fast. Let's me go. There he is. Sheriff, you ain't getting away from us this time, Mr. Halfman. Sheriff, I'm glad you got here. Put that switch below Arrest this man, Sheriff. I'm doing that. No, you don't. Let go. Let's rattle it, Now you'll follow my orders. Sheriff, the life of my friend, the life of Mrs. Martin may be at stake. Neither you nor anyone else is going to interfere. Remember that. You feel like closing your finger on that trigger. Well, I'll just... shoot it out if you force me to it. Go ahead and talk. They'll hang later. I told you at the cottage that this man here was after the boy who'd been staying with Mrs. Martin. You didn't believe me at the time, but here's the boy I met. And it won't be hard to get at the truth. If the kid was at the cottage, he could tell us what happened. Gentlemen, you can ask the boy anything you wish. I don't know what this masked fellow's talking about. And I'm quite sure that Jerry will tell you not only that he isn't acquainted with any Mrs. Martin, but he hasn't been out of my sight. Is that right, young'un? Go ahead, Jerry. Tell him you've been with me. King, you're putting the answer into the boy's mouth. I reckon he knows where he's been. Go on, Jerry, tell them. I, I've been here. <laughs> you see? Ever meet up with a young widow woman by the name of Martin, young fellow? Tell the sheriff no, Jerry. Don't be afraid of the truth. No. Just what I thought. Sheriff, the child won't tell the truth because he's afraid of this man. Here, look at this whip. The boy's been beaten with it. No wonder he won't tell the truth. <laughs> sheriff, this fellow's crazy. Uh, the young'un has been acting scared like. Naturally, when the pack of you burst into the cabin with drawn guns, what could you expect? If he's been whipped, there'd be marks. You're welcome to look. They were there a week ago, Sheriff. But if King is willing to let you look now, that means they've completely healed up. <laughs> Sheriff, I confess I don't know what this is all about. 
It does seem to me, however, that if you have any charges against this masked man, you shouldn't have difficulty making them stick. I'm thinking the same. Your bluff's run out, stranger. You might just as well come along peaceable. King hasn't won out yet, Sheriff. Shucks, what's the use of making a fuss out of it? You know I got my duty to do, and I'll do it even if you are set on gunplay. There's five of us here and just one of you. Why don't you surrender? Not yet. I've got one more way of securing the truth. What are you going to do with that whip? You gave me the idea, King. You put that... The whip has kept Jerry's mouth closed. Well, I'm going to use it to open yours. Stay back. Cut that out. Sheriff, if you're going to shoot, start shooting now. Because nothing in the world is going to stop me learning what's happened to Tonto. Let's walk out. There it is, King. The whip you used on Jerry. Make up your mind. Talk or get the same medicine you gave him. Stay back. Get right. Get off the loco. He could lay it right open with that whip. Stay back. Stay back, Sheriff. Right in. He can't get more than one shot in. You stop. Oh, Are you safe, Jerry? He's still with her. Where have you been, Tonto? That cut on your head. Are you all right? Uh-huh. Me all right. Me trail crook. Black Indian. Let loose of it. You, you stand still. Tonto, I was afraid you might have been killed. This fellow hit Tonto. Then Tonto trail him. You followed him afterwards? Ah. Uh, and him not that way. Well, doggone, where'd you come from, Mrs. Martin? We were just arresting this mask fella and planning on making him tell where you were. That's the man to arrest, Sheriff. Huh? Him? Don't move, King. No, you don't. Don't listen to her, Sheriff. My thunder, I am listening. Maybe I've come near making a doggone fool out of myself. Chef, the masked man is my friend. He and Tonto have been trying to learn about the boy while I've been taking care Sleeping of him. Even catfish. None of the young and was at your place. This man here has been looking for the boy. One of his men found us. And if Tonto hadn't trailed him, I would have been killed at King's orders. Mister, you and your pards are going to hang. You can't prove it. The I... word will stand up in court any time. You want more evidence, Sheriff? Wait until Jerry's ready to talk. Then you'll have more than just a case of attempted murder. Yeah? These men murdered Jerry's father. King is the boy's guardian, planned to steal his estate. Jerry told me the whole thing. Oh, and the young'un's over his scare. That'll make the case airtight. One thing more, Sheriff. Uh-huh. When King is punished, Jerry will be needing another guardian. I suggest you use your influence to have the court appoint Mrs. Martin. The boy needs her, and it'll give her a secure home. Oh, that's a blame good idea. Should I handcuff these fellow Sheriff? I reckon so, just to play safe. But they'll be stretching hemp, so doggone soon it don't hardly seem worth the trouble. I'll sail my hoe! 
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. disputes over boundaries and water rights among the cattlemen. In some cases, feuds developed which were carried on from generation to generation, and one of the greatest obstacles that faced the masked rider of the plains in his fight for peace and security was this enmity and misunderstanding between the honest ranchers. In the end, however, he made them realize that they must all work together if the new country was to progress. It was he more than any other man who made the winning of the West possible. Return with us now those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for the range country! Oh, Silver! Away! Young Bill Tyler, who had been at school in the East for several years, suddenly determined to return to his father's ranch. No sooner was his mind made up than he began the long journey. When at last the stage halted on the trail in front of his home, he ran across the yard and hurried eagerly up the steps of the porch he had known so well as a boy. Uh, why can't you let a fellow get his nap in? I... Why, the great horn toad. Ah. Son! Oh, gosh! Where, where... Are you surprised to see me? Say, get in here. Give me those bag of yours. Why couldn't you let your old dad know you are coming? What'd you knock for? Why didn't you just come right? Oh, whoa there. How many questions at a time do you think I can answer? I ain't never been so glad to see anybody in all my born days. Here, here. Hand me them bags. I've got them. Then get in here. Now, now, let me have a look at you. Golly, you're an inch torn your paw. 
Say, you grow to be the bigger man than I ever figured on. And, Dad, you're not a day older than when I saw you last. I'm holding my own. Sit down. Sit down. Hey, golly, I... Hold on now. Wait a minute, young fella. I just happen to think. Ain't you supposed to be in school? Ain't no vacations uh, this time of year that I know about. You you wasn't thrown out, was you? (laughs) Of course not, Dad. Just got fed up on school, that's all. So, (laughs) just up and quit, huh? That's right. Kicking over the traces already. I don't know. Maybe I ought to make you turn right around and get right on back. Oh, no, you don't. I'm here and I'm here to stay. Yeah, sure you didn't get into trouble of some kind back east there? No, Dad, I give you my word. The only thing happened was that I suddenly found out something that it took me almost six years to learn. Yeah, what was that? That this is where I belong. I used to think that I wanted to make a place for myself in the east, Dad. But not anymore. This is the place for me, right where I can work alongside you. Well, you ain't finished college yet. I've learned more than is good for me already. Oh, gosh, I I don't know just what to say. (laughs) And say what you're thinking, Dad. That you're glad I'm back and that you never wanted me to stay in the East anyhow. Blast it. That's just what I was thinking. (laughs) Gosh, I'm so doggone glad to see you back. I I just can't find words for you. You haven't any notion how good it feels to be back. And I'll tell you something else. I'm not going to be satisfied until I'm sitting in a saddle and in the swing of things again. Well, then you came at a good time. Yeah? Something up? How would you like to go along to Central City with a trail herd? I'd like it fine. I... Wait. You say you're sending a trail herd to Central City? Yeah, there I am. Boys are just finishing up the roundup now. Oh. Uh, well, what's the matter? Well, look here, Dad. Do you have to send that herd there? You need the money? Or... Or is there some other reason? Well, might be. Why? Oh... Oh, nothing exactly. It was just that I got talking with someone on the stage before we got to Richfield. Out with it, son. You got something rather on your mind. Might as well tell me what it is. She... She said her grandfather was sending a herd to Central City. She spoke as though... Well, as though it meant quite a lot to them making that sale. Uh, who, who was you talking to? You can guess. That Mary Wilson by all that's holy. You know who she was? Not at first. Then I suppose you up and introduced yourself and you got real chummy. No. When, when I found out who she was, I didn't tell her my name. I was afraid... Go on. Afraid of what? Well, if you must have it, Dad, I was afraid it might make a difference to her. I liked her. I, I wanted her to like me before she learned my name. You you can sit there and tell me that? Why not? Nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing to be ashamed of. Son, the last word your grandpa said before he died was to drive them Wilsons off the range. I've remembered them words ever since. It's took a long time, but now I've got them just where I want them. I'm going to get my herd to Central City first, make the sale, and then watch the sheriff take over the Wilson place. Oh, Dad, I thought that old feud had died out. Never as long as I live. But, but it's silly. Making war on an old man and a young girl's not fair. They're Wilsons. Ain't my fault what else they are. There's range enough for both outfits. Like blazes, there is. But I talked to Mary. She told me what they're up against. They're shorthanded. They've had a dozen things go wrong. If they make this sale, they can get back on their feet again. If they lose out, well, they're done for. They'll have to give up their spread. And they're going to lose out. Oh, Dad, you can't do this. Are you a Wilson or a Tyler? I'm a Tyler. And I'm as proud of the name as you are. Just proud enough so that I'd be ashamed to think we'd taken advantage of someone else's bad fortune. Bad words. Nothing but words. I can tell you what's wrong with you. And I won't have to make a speech about it, neither. Well? You've gone sweet on that Mary Wilson. Well, I said I liked her. I never thought I'd live to hear a son of mine say a thing like that. Dad, I've met lots of girls. I've met girls in the East that came from fine families and had all the education they could be given. And I'll tell you right now that in just the few hours I talked with Mary, she struck me as the finest girl I'd ever met. You talked to her for the last time. No. Oh, now, look here, Dad, let's be reasonable about this. I don't want to lose my temper any more than you do. But this feeling that's been between the two families, 
Well, it's childish. There's no other name for it. Can't you see that as plainly as I do? Instead of being enemies, why not let's try to be friends? I think you'd better go back east. Ted, you don't know what you're saying. I know that a Tyler, and my own son, is talking like a traitor to his own kin. That's enough for me. When the next stage heads by here going east, you'll be on it. Very well. And you'll stay there till you've written me you've got some sense in your head. I'm leaving, Dad, but I'm not going east. Look here. I'm going to stay right in this country, and I'm going to see that the Wilson herd reaches Central City before yours. Son, wait, wait. Bill, come here, Bill. Tyler, going to work for the Wilsons. Bill, leaving his father's home with nothing more than the clothes he wore and the few dollars he carried in his pocket, started down the trail to nearby Richfield afoot. On the way, however, he met a tall masked man accompanied by an Indian who offered him a lift. As they rode, Bill answered the masked man's questions reluctantly. And when they reached the outskirts of town, Bill left and went on alone. Him not tell truth. Did you decide that, Tonto? What made you think he wasn't? The way him talk. Would you say he was a crook? Well, me not know. Him look like good feller. I wonder what his game is. Uh, what do you think? You decided he wasn't telling the truth from the way he talked. I know he wasn't. You, how you know? That's Jeff Tyler's son. Oh. He'd been east for a number of years, but the family resemblance is there. You might not see it unless you were looking for it, but it can be seen. Mm, that heap strange. It is strange. You've heard of the feud between the Tylers and Wilsons, haven't you? Uh-huh. They never come to actual gunfighting. Both sides, however, have done everything else to drive each other off the range. Tonto hear about that. And now old Zeke Wilson is rounding up a herd to send to Central City. His ranch depends upon his making the sale. Oh. Jeff Tyler is sending another herd. He thinks he sees the chance to break the Wilsons once and for all. Him, bad fella? No, Tonto. At least I'd always heard he wasn't. Just stubborn is all. But now... What do you think? Now, Kimasabi, I'm wondering if the things we've heard are wrong. Jeff's son is looking for employment with his father's enemies. I'm wondering if it isn't possible that Jeff has sent the boy there. Maybe that right. Bill could delay the Wilson herd and help his father win. Oh, that'd be heat bad. The Wilsons never had anything to do with the Tylers, and so there'd be little reason for them to recognize Bill. Especially since he's been east almost since boyhood. Ah. And that may be just what Jeff is taking advantage of. Mm, what we do? Tato, tonight we'll make camp near the Wilson place. We're going to watch developments. That be heap good. Let's go. Get him up, Scout. Come on, Silver. Come on. After Bill had purchased range clothes, a horse, and a saddle, he was virtually penniless. Leaving Richfield, he sent his mount toward the Wilson ranch, arriving there shortly after dusk. He dismounted in the rear of the house, where he was approached by a limping, battle-scarred veteran of the cattle country, and... Evening, mister. Looking for somebody? You. You're not Mr. Wilson, are you? Me? <laughs> nope, I ain't him. Me, I'm Horseface Collins. Horseface? <laughs> That's the hand we're all us answers to. The boys call me that on account I ain't so pretty or something. I see. Well, Horseface, I'm looking for work. Yeah? Well, you'll have to see the boss about that. He's in the house? Uh-huh. Come on, I'll introduce you. What did you say your name was? I didn't say, but it's Bill Jones. No relation to old Pete Jones that used to swamp out the cafe in town, are you? No, why? Uh, I don't know. Just thought I'd seen somebody that looked like you before, that's all. I see. Well, come along. Are you a cowhead? I think so. Hey, don't talk like one. You talk more like an eastern dude. Perhaps. Now, what in tarnation is keeping them? They vet all right. I know that. For... Oh, howdy, Miss Mary. Here's a young fellow allows how he wants a job. You. But what... Good evening, Miss Wilson. Well, this is a surprise. Hey, you folks met up before? 
Why, why yes, we... First face is right, Miss Wilson. I am looking for work. What am I thinking of keeping you standing here? Come in. Thanks. Grandpa! What is it, honey? Here's someone looking for work. Bring him along. Won't you come this way? Surely. Close the door, horses. Uh-huh. This is him, Grandpa. Uh, looking for work, you say, young man? I am, Mr. Wilson. Sorry, but I'm afraid you're wasting your time. But, well, I heard you needed men. They told me in town you wanted a trail bar. Sure, I want one. Want a half a dozen other hands besides. But I don't know where I'd get cash to pay him. No, young fellow, I'm afraid there ain't nothing doing. But I'm not asking much. Young fellow, I couldn't pay you two bits. You could after you heard it's sold, couldn't you? I reckon so. But I'm again think it ain't going to be sold. Not with that polecat of a Tyler racing me to market, it ain't likely. Doggone him. Listen, I'll make a bargain with you. Huh? A bargain? Make me trail boss and I'll get your herd to Central City before Tyler's herd. Or I work for nothing. Mm. Please, Grandpa. That's fair enough. Why don't you give him a chance? What are you so interested for, honey? I... We met today on the state. You were the young fellow Mary was telling me about? Well, I don't know what she said. I suppose so. Thought she said you had folks in the district. What are you doing here? I thought I had, but found I hadn't. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Folks dead? Something like that. Uh, How do I know you can do the work? Trail boss got to have a lot of savvy, young fellow. The herd won't be ready to start for several days yet, will it? You should be able to make up your mind about me before then. Please give him a chance, Grandpa. Mm. There's another thing. You ain't friendly with Jeff Tyler, are you? I'm not. Why? Because I won't have a fella friendly to that polecat working for me. I want that understood now, so there won't be no argument about it later on. Then I've got the job? If you prove, you can handle it. Can't hardly afford to turn down the proposition you offered. Fine. I'll bet you will be Tyler's hurt. You're darn right I will. Bill Jones. Jones. What's the matter, horses? Miss Mary, I've seen someone looks like this young fella Summers... And it's driving me real cold placing me. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story, young Tyler, assuming the name of Bill Jones, hired out to old Zeke Wilson, his father's worst enemy, as trail boss. It did not take Bill long to prove that, although absent from the West for a number of years, he could handle his new duties. At length, the day came when Wilson's herd was ready for the drive to market. Bill, waiting for old Zeke to arrive with his final order, sat his horse to one side of the herd. Mary, Zeke's granddaughter, was with him and... I'm wishing you all the luck in the world, Bill. Thanks, Mary. I mean, Miss Mary. I'll call you Bill, and you call me Mary. Agreed? You bet, if you want it that way. Good. Which trail are you taking to Central City, Bill? Going by Weather Bottoms or around Crystal Lake? Can you keep a secret? Of course. I haven't said anything to your grandfather because I was afraid he'd question my judgment. But I'm not taking the herd over either trail. But, Bill, what other way is there? We're going through the hills. We'll cut off a week's journey that way. But you can't. No one's ever taken cattle that way. I can. But how... Look, Mary... Tyler's herd started two days ago. They've not only got that much start on us, but a full crew besides. If we're to reach Central City first, we've got to gamble. 
I just don't understand. Mary, when I was a youngster, I covered every foot of those hills. I know them as well as any man alive. And I tell you, cattle can be taken through them. Will you trust me, Mary? Will you believe I'm doing what I think best? Why haven't you told Grandpa about this? You know what he'd say. Just what you did at first, that it couldn't be done. He knows this range, dear. Oh, it's not the same thing. Mary, you said you'd keep my secret. I know. Then promise me you'll say nothing to your grandfather. Promise me. Well... I'm just doing this for him and you. If I thought I'd fail, I'd never attempt it. If Grandpa knew what you planned, he'd he would... He'd give orders against it. This way he thinks I'll take the herd over one of the regular trails. I don't want to leave here tied down by any direct order. I do believe in you, Bill. And, and I will keep your secret. Good girl. Bill, I'll pray for you to win every minute of the day. Get up there. Get up. Come on, get those cows moving, boys. We're off to Central City. Bill gave no hint of his plans to the crew working with him during the week that followed. It was not until the herd reached the point where the two regular trails branched out that he told them what was in his mind. Look at here, Bill. You're a boss and all, but I'm telling you there ain't nothing ahead but blind canyons and general trouble. We not only can't get through, but after you find it out, we're likely to lose half the herd trying to bring them back again. I'll take the responsibility for that. Get the herd started. That's an order. Well, if you put it like that... Now, wait a second, fellas. Who's that riding this way? Someone coming here? You see him? I sure lean leather to them nags you're riding. Coming from the direction of the home ranch. By golly, one of them's a girl. Mary. Doggone if it ain't. That's the boss right beside her. The old horse face trailing behind. I thought that old geezer was getting too old and crippled up to ride a cayuse along like that. But what are they doing here? You'll be finding out soon enough. Wait! Hold on! Wait for us! What's the trouble, Mr. Wilson? Oh, 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 oh. You blasted lion devil crossing snake. I'll show you. Mary, what is it? I think you can guess. But I can't. I know you. Knowed you all the time, dog blasted. Only I couldn't place you. Calling yourself Bill Jones. I figured there was something funny about that handle. You're Bill Tyler. What? Jet Tyler's kid? The same. But wait. Then that explains it, boss. That's why I aimed to have us drive the cattle into the hills. He's done what? That's right, boss. He was giving us our order just as you showed up. He said we wasn't following the regular trails. We was to drive straight ahead and cut through the hills. It was a scheme. It wasn't. Young fellow, don't you deny it. You're Bill Taylor, aren't you? Well, yes, but... Then pack your things and get. I'm taking charge myself. Well, at least let me show you the trail I had in you mind. You can't show us nothing. Get. Before you get drilled like you deserve. All right. I'll go. Mary, before I go, I want to tell you for the last time that I've done nothing that wasn't for your good. I can say that on my word of honor. I don't suppose one more falsehood would matter to you. You've had a lot of practice lately. Mary. I'm sure there's nothing more to be said. I'd advise you to do as Grandpa told you. Pack and go. Faced with no alternative, Bill Tyler strapped his bedroll to his saddle, mounted and rode away. He headed back toward Richfield. When suddenly, from a gully beside the trail, he was confronted by the masked man in Tonto. Rain up, Bill! What? Oh, 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 oh. I see they've discovered your identity. How How did you know? Tonto was behind the chuck wagon when you were fired. I was afraid this would happen sooner or later. And then you knew who I was? I recognized you that day I gave you a ride to town. I suppose you think I'm a cheek just like Zeke and, and Mary do. I don't. Would you like an opportunity to prove you really were trying to help them? Stranger, I'd like nothing more in the world, but well, I guess that's thinking of the impossible. It can be proved if you're not afraid. It can. It can. And Tyler and I'll help you. Ride with us to camp and I'll tell you how it can be done. And and I'll be able to prove it to, to Mary, too? You will. Then lead the way, friend. If that can be done, I'll take any risk you want to name. Come on, Phil. Get up, That 
night when the Wilson herd had been bedded down again after a hard day on the trail, Mary and her grandfather sat around the campfire of their own at some distance from the crew. Old Zeke, who had been attempting to cheer his granddaughter, finally gave up the attempt and settled himself to a gloomy silence. Abruptly, however, Mary raised her head. What was that, Grandpa? Huh? What is what? Uh, I thought I heard something just then. Oh, most likely just one of the boys gone after more firewood. It was quite close. You've been fidgety ever since you found out about that sneaking Tyler Well, He wasn't gone on him, was you? Please, Grandpa, let's not talk about him. There, I'm sure I heard something that time. You did. What the... Man! Don't cry out. There are three of us here. Call for your men and you'll just be asking for trouble. Three of you? Yes, it's me, Mary. And a redskin with you. Then you are a crook. This proves it. Thrown in with a masked man and an Indian. Keep your voice down. You... Zeke, you and Mary are going with Tuttle. Bill and I are taking over. So swiftly did the masked man and his companions work that they were finished before the trail crew knew of their presence. Mary and Zeke were bound and placed on their horses. This done, the Lone Ranger and Bill confronted the cowboys with drawn guns. Up with your hands, all of you. Mask man. Bill, take the guns while I keep them covered. See that every man is disarmed. Right. What's the meaning of this? This means that from now on, Bill and I will be the only armed men in this crew. And you're taking our orders. In the meantime, carrying out his part of the masked man's plan, Tonto brought old Zeke and Mary back to their home under guard. The ranch was deserted. The entire crew was with the trail herd. And in the days that followed, neither Mary nor Zeke could find a way to evade Tonto's vigilance. It was more than a week later in the Wilson living room that Mary and Zeke heard a horse stopping in front of the house and... Grandpa, someone just rode up. Well, Injun, do we still have to pretend there ain't nobody home? Doggone, I've sat here with my mouth shut when folks come to the door just about long enough. That Jeff Tyler right up. Him all right. Jeff Tyler? Of all the blasted nerve after what him and the kid of his schemed up. You let him in. I'll let him in, and I'll tell him peace of my mind at the same time. So, you're to home, you lying old maverick. I don't care if you have got one foot in the grave, you stoving old catamount. I'm going to make you eat the things you said about me and my boy. I'm... How dare you talk to my grandfather you like that? You let me Mary. Blast you, Jeff, Tyler. Whatever I said about you ain't half bad enough. You're the lowest sidewinder that ever crawled out from under a rock. You're not Shut up. You... you... What do you mean by saying that I sent Bill here... That your herd never reached Central City. By thunder, I'm here to tell you I don't have to try tricks like that to get the bits of a half-pint critter like you. I... If you didn't put Bill up to it, how'd you find out? One of your trail crew runaway just got to town. He's spreading the story all over. Well, you did send that kid of yours here to hire out, didn't you? They did no such thing. But then how'd you find We had a fight, all on account of you. Me? Yes, you. He met up with you on the stage and fell for you. Started talking foolishness about me wanting to let up on you and Zeke here. Ended up by walking out on me. On me. His own paw. Then you folks got the crust to say it was just a trick. Zeke, if you was ten years younger, I'd give you the thrashing you got coming to you. What you mean is if you was ten years younger. But if you think you ain't too feeble, just come ahead. Grandpa, Mr. Tyler, please. Hey, what's going on here? Bill, the masked man. There's a line, young whippersnapper. Now we'll get to the bottom of this. I'll First, you... Zeke, you'd better look at this check. Huh? Check? Take it. It's made out to you. If you look closely enough, I think you'll find it signed by the cattle buyer at Central City. But where? Why, the great horn spoon. Bill, did you get this bomber's cattle to market ahead of mine? That's just what I did, Dad. What in Tunky are you working for him for? Come on back home where you belong. And take a job with some real pay in it. I might. It depends on you. Huh? Depends on me. Don't you want to work for your own pa? I do, and I will. But not before you and Mr. Wilson agree to forget about your fighting. You've enjoyed it long enough. Let the rest of us have our way for a change. Bill, yeah. 
And you weren't working against us. You, you got Grandpa's cattle to the market first after all. Mary, I'm not blaming you for what you thought. It was natural, I guess. The only thing is, if I'd told you who I was right at first, you'd have had me thrown off the place. I, I don't know what to say. How to let you know how sorry I am. And just don't mention it again. Zeke, I think Tyler's come to the point where he's willing to drop the feud. What do you say? Oh, gosh, I don't know. After what his boy did, selling that beef for me, he I... saved your ranch. That means something, doesn't it? Grandpa, you shake hands with Mr. Tyler right now. Mm, well, if you say so, honey... I do. You... you willing, Jeff? I ain't got no choice, have I? I want my boy back on the place. You heard what he said. He wasn't coming less than we quit fighting. So I reckon that's how it's got to be. Uh, uh, shake, Zeke. You bet. And, and I was so sure... After that night on the range when you held us up, that everything was spoiled. That's the only way there was to fix things, Mary. It was the masked man's idea, not mine. He knew if we took over that herd and made the crew do just as we told them, that you'd be able to see for yourselves that I'd been honest with you. The masked man, the Indian, where are they? Hello, Bill. Bill, they're leaving. Go after them. Get them back. No use in trying that, honey. He's on his way, and there's no stopping him. Do you know who he was? No. The Lone Ranger. and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!